to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. You know, Jeff, uh, Jeff has a great opportunity every week to bring you what God speaks to him. Um, so if he misses something one week, he can pick it up the next week, right? Uh, I do this about once every five years, so if I miss something... It's going to be another five years before I get to it, so uh, we may be here a while. I don't think so. Uh, it's not going to take me long to get through what God has for you guys this morning. There's three, three big things that I want you to understand. I'm going to tell you a little bit about me, a little, um, and then I'm going to turn it to you and let you think about you, and then the last thing we're going to do is we're going to let God deal with both of those. Um, so I hope there's a big stirring today uh, with what God has for you. Um, I'm going to take you back to my childhood real quick. Uh, that may look like it was a long time ago, but really it wasn't. Uh, just a few weeks ago, a couple years maybe. Um, hasn't been that long uh, in my memory uh, to go back to my childhood. I was, I was raised in a Baptist church, and I love the roots of that because in a Baptist church, you learn Scripture. Uh, it was preached over and over, Bible school, RAs. Uh, for the girls, it was GAs. It was vacation Bible school. It was summer camps. It was Sunday school. I mean, uh, Baptists do a phenomenal job of, of pouring into Scripture. And one of the things that I remember, and a lot about what my uh, sermon is or what God's sermon is this morning, is about connecting dots. Um, so I want to take you back to that church row pew. Um, everybody says that those are uncomfortable, but I saw so many people fall asleep in those. So how could they be uncomfortable? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That, so, so if if you are familiar with that that church row pew, I want you to take take your mind to that setting and think about what you saw in front of you on the back of that church row pew. There's four really important things, and I am so thankful for. Uh, what God has done in that visual for me, uh, there's four things on the back of that church row pew. And you guys, this is an interactive sermon. So uh, if you know what you're seeing right now, what's one of those things on the back of that church row pew? Wow. <laughs> I heard a lot more than four things, but I heard three uh, that I'll touch on just briefly. One of those was a hymnal, right? Worship. The other thing I heard you guys say was God's word. There was always a Bible right next to that hymnal. So you've got worship, you've got scripture, and then next to that, there was a little white envelope with the golf pencil, right? And, and this is what I love about the church is sometimes they got the golf pencil confused with the offering pencil and they thought the lowest score wins. <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll register later for some of you guys, Okay. Uh, that, that little pencil right next to that white envelope, that's three things. And then the fourth thing on the back of that pew was in remembrance of me where they held those little cups 
you know, that we always, we wait for this. Back when we had the, the hard floors in this, I'd always bump my wife after we did communion, and I said, wait for it, wait for it, and it never failed. We heard that little bing, 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 somebody dropped the cup, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so just, just uh, perking your, your memory there about maybe something you saw in church, and I want you to start to connect those things. So for me in that church, um, I'll go ahead and admit it, guys, I was a mama's boy, and I could throw a fit and get my way just about any time I wanted to. Eh, maybe not any time, but sometimes I for sure could throw that fit. And I can remember when she took me to Sunday school for the first time, I threw the biggest wall-eyed fit because I didn't want to be away from mom. I wanted to be next to her all the time. So she took me to big church, as we call it, and she set me next to her. And during big church, uh, I did what little kids do and needed something to do. And I remember her reaching up and grabbing one of those four things and handing it to me, and it was God's word, and she set it in my lap. She didn't ever open it, but she just set it there. I thought, oh, that's neat. And then she took the little white envelope, and she gave it to me, and then took the little golf pencil and handed it to me. And she let me sit with those, and I was all over the place on the back of that white envelope, drawing stuff and, and doing all kinds of fun things in my mind, but it really wasn't going anywhere. <clears throat> so she took that little white envelope back, took the pencil, and she started drawing dots on the back of a, a new envelope. And she told me, she said, hey, connect those dots. I, I went to connecting dots and got finished and handed back to her, and she patted me and said, that's good. And she took another white envelope, she drew the dots, and I connected them again. Well, this happened over and over weekly for a long time. And one day, she said, Justin, do you know what you're doing there? connecting dots. She said, yeah, but do you know what you're, you're connecting? And I was like, no, I don't. You know, I'm just, you know, three, four years old at this time. And she reveals to me, she said, you've been writing your name. That's who you are. So this morning, you're going to get to see a little bit about me in connecting the dots. That's who I am. That's, that's what I do. That's my profession right now is, is seeing things. And all over this room, I see little dots of people that I've connected with. One of the big ones this morning for me was seeing Nick up here. He was in the youth group when I got to uh, uh, lead them for a short time. And to see him use his gift back as an offering uh, really did connect something for me. Uh, but I wanna dive into to, uh, connecting these dots through a scripture in 2 Peter. So if you guys have uh, God's word, uh, jump there with me. Uh, one of the things that drives my wife crazy about me is I always have more than what I need. Um, I have a saying in my house, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So I've got things in my pockets. I've got things up here in my Bible. I've got things on this iPad that I'm not gonna need today, but I have it. Um, write that down if that'll help you anywhere. <laughs> Much rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Uh, but my pockets are, are full. Uh, one of the bad things about using technology uh, to discover God's word is you can get very distracted. And as I looked at my iPad right there, um, I've got three or four texts from people in this room that have come through with words of encouragement. So I needed that right now. Uh, I'm glad I had that. <clears throat> the other thing that you'll, you'll discover about me is, uh, this was a long time ago, um, I used to coach girls basketball. And uh, it was a passion of mine. 
Um, and without wanting to sound arrogant in this, it was a gift. And God allowed me to be good at that. I was really good at, at leading uh, young lives in discovering their purpose through basketball, through that game. And there were a set of rules there. But uh, one of my uh, things that I was recognized for was pregame speeches. So if I sound a little bit like I'm giving you a pregame speech, I'm following the one that Mallory gave just a second ago. Uh, that was phenomenal. Good job, Mallory. Uh, but um, I, I used to coach girls basketball and uh, still coach lives today through a, a team that I work with uh, in a veterinary practice. Yeah, how did that happen? You know, I went from education to uh, leading a, a veterinary team. Uh, that's a whole long story we won't, we won't get into this morning. But in God's word, uh, let's look in Second Peter 1 and starting with verse 3. Uh, guys, we heard last week from um, Gina Forehand about moving from duty to divine. And it's no um, coincidence that this scripture starts with his divine power. As his divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Sorry, I started off on a different version that I wanted to read there. Fortunately, they're the same in both versions. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. There's a lot just in those couple verses there that we will touch on. Verse five, for this very reason, make every effort to add your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, finally, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting what they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. You will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the words that you presented before us. I ask that you uh, calm the nerves, calm the, the fears and the overwhelmingness of these words, uh, as there are a lot of them. I pray that you are uh, present in the way that they're delivered this morning so that they touch uh, the lives that need to be touched this morning. But I just ask that you uh, move Justin aside and come in and speak through him, God. For it's these things we ask in your name, amen. In leading, guys, one of the first things I learned was never show on the outside what's going on on the inside. Hopefully you see this morning a very calm man standing before you because inside that's not what's happening. Um, <clears throat> these words that he's given us in Second Peter I uh, want to take wholeheartedly for what they are. His divine power um, has given us everything, 
everything we need in order to live a godly life. The people that are closest to me understand this about me. Uh, So I'm gonna take a, a chance here and allow you to see this part of me. For the next 30 seconds, it's gonna be completely quiet. For some of us, that was a long 30 seconds. But once you read God's word, give yourself some time to wait on him. In that quietness is where he speaks. And in too many times, we jump to that opportunity to speak before we listen. Um, I was told when I was young, too, in that Baptist pew, you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should listen twice as much as you speak. Um, When I've done that, it's worked out well. When I haven't, not so good. Um, So in those quiet times, guys, and there's some of you out there that took that quiet time too literally and and, uh, dozed off for a second. These chairs are much more comfortable than those pews. Uh, But I need you to wake back up and hear what God has for you this morning. So I wanna jump into uh, your story Uh, the dots that that God has placed in your life? Um, Are you writing your name? Are you writing who you are? Uh, Do you have that person beside you that says, hey, connect these things? Let them see, um, when you connect those, let let them become who you are so that you're writing your story over and over uh, again. We've had a really good setup here over the last five years weeks, couple months, um, Jeff did a a series on it's time to roar. Um, It's our time to roar. And uh, that was followed up. Melissa, you did, uh, you really spoke to me the day that you you shared your your vision uh, that God's always behind us. If you guys have not uh, jumped over to our our podcast, uh, to the TCAB app, and they spent a lot of time giving you the resources to dive into. Um, our staff does, and you can, can pull those up anytime throughout the week and, and listen to it again. I encourage you to do that, uh, to, to have that resource available for you. But uh, Jeff delivered a phenomenal series there, and in that series, he challenged us uh, to give us, to give the church a year. It's amazing what can happen in a year's time. I've had a couple of people in our, our uh collection of dots that I've got to speak to over the last couple of months. And I've just been able to ask, what's your life look like now compared to a year ago? Do that for just a moment. Think back to where you were just a year ago. And if you've been involved in this church, the difference that has transpired. What's happened in the last year? 
uh, where you were. You know, Cade was one of them that I pressed on at the men's retreat. Tell me where you were a year ago. Um, tell me where you were um, 365 days. What have you done uh, in those 365 days? But more importantly, what has God done in that time? So, Jeff, thank you for that, uh, uh, for delivering that and give us a year as we want you to uh, know God, to find freedom, you know, discover purpose, but most importantly, make a difference. And as that's, that's why you see me standing here today is, is to make a difference um, in, in what's, what's happening. And then we had uh, Shep Sermon come in a couple of weeks ago after the men's retreat. He talked about the, the firm foundation that Mallory sang about this morning. Uh, that foundation, when the storms come, it's not if they come, it's they are coming. Uh, what's going to happen? Is your foundation set on what it should be or not? And then last week, of course, uh, Jenna Forehand talks about from duty to divine. Uh, this morning, we're looking at connecting a few dots. Um, so Peter jumps into these very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate. I think participate's a pretty big word. If you've got a team together, you may have the best team in the league, but if they never participate, what good is it? God's assembled in a phenomenal team right here. But if we don't participate, what, what good is it? So Peter challenges us in that uh, so that you, through them, may participate in what? His divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And this is how you do it. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Uh, around a men's group that I'm a part of on Friday mornings, most of the time uh, down at Roasters, if you haven't heard of that, I'm gonna put a plug in for that. We sit around a table, we dig into scripture, and we actually sit with each other and say, what did that speak to you? And we'll share. And then we pray over it. And then we'll go to the next portion of the scripture and we'll say, what did that speak to you? What's God saying to you through that? Uh, real quickly, just a show of hands, man, if you've had that experience on Friday morning, I see a couple of you out there, just lift that hand. It's a big difference. It's a big difference in your life. That's a part of connecting the dots that God has put on your page. Pour into that. Um, so <clears throat> let me back up there. I jumped off on something that I wasn't planning to. Um, we do that to escape the corruption in the world. We surround ourselves with dots that will uh, support what we truly need to believe and want to believe. There's an accountability there. So in that group, we talked one morning about faith. What is faith? Because it talks about faith in God's word a lot. Um, so we, we debated that back and forth. We, we threw out definitions, and God was pressing on me that morning to share so I just stepped out there and said, guys, faith to me is getting to, not having to. So when you read this scripture, make every effort to add to your faith, replace that with make every effort to add to your getting to, not having to. And then go on to the next portion of this. For this very reason, add to your getting to goodness. Wouldn't you love for your kids to get to be good rather than to have to be good? I'm going to big church, so I have to be good. No, you get to be 
good. Faith is getting to, not having to. All right, add to that. Add to your getting to knowledge. Once you've discovered goodness, God's gonna follow that with knowledge. When you seek his goodness in every situation, instead of the, why did this happen to me? God, this happened to me, why? Ooh, I'm gonna say that again. I didn't write that down, so somebody write that down. I think that's good. (laughs) Why did this happen to me? And turn that into, God, this happened to me, why? What do you want to use out of this situation? Your goodness can be revealed in the darkest of dark. It says in Psalms 139, Psalms 139, that he's with us no matter where we are. In the darkest of dark, he's still light. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So behind every goodness, there's knowledge, and behind knowledge becomes self-control. Because if I look for goodness, and then I look and find knowledge, then I'll know how to control myself in that situation. There's self-control that is revealed that is a get-to rather than a have-to situation. But this is hard. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's hard. Uh, Behind self-control, you find perseverance. You've done that a couple of times. I can push through this. The first time I rode my bike and fell off, it was hard. I learned a little bit of self-control in that, and I persevered through that and was able to keep cruising. First time is always hard. Second time is not as hard. Third time gets a little bit easier. Before you know it, it becomes a habit. The other thing I want to discuss with you just for a brief moment is, is pour into your knowledge, how you get knowledge. You seek knowledge. Growing up, and I say growing up all the way to consume my first 40 years. I grew up the first 40 years of my life. And in that, I didn't do much reading uh, other than God's word. I was really disciplined because of my Baptist roots to read God's word, but I didn't go outside of that very much. And I'm not saying that was a bad thing, but I didn't gain knowledge from other people's experience by reading their books. And my wife can attest to this. Over the last 10 years, I've really turned into a person that likes to read. Well, Risen is what we call it. So you download the audio book and listen to it as you drive. That's not listening, that's listening because you're almost reading, okay? Um, so I do that a lot, and, and I wanna share with you a couple of books that will change your life. The first one I just finished this last week, it's called Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits by James Clear. If, if you're curious of how to gain knowledge, um, write that book down, Atomic Habits. Habits has nothing to do with blowing things up, you guys that like to do that. Um, Unless you're talking about habits, it it will blow up some of the habits that you have. So Atomic Habits is one. Win the Day is another book that I highly encourage you to read. There's a local book by a phenomenal basketball coach over there in Canyon. His name is Joe Lombard. Uh, I have to do that because he's amazing. Um, Joe Lombard wrote, uh, It's More Than a Coach, Uh, great lessons in that. Um, and then never get away from, of course, God's word. But there's a few books right there that you can add to your knowledge that will then uh, give you some self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, uh, mutual affection, and love. I don't wanna skip over those last things, but I do want to make sure that I, I respect our time here. Uh, the biggest thing I wanted to uh, share with you today about our church is there's resemblances of each one of these characteristics in your leadership team. 
all right? Your pastoral staff has done a phenomenal job of putting together a body of elders that resemble these uh, leaders of faith, all right? And, and I don't want that to come across arrogant uh, by any means. That's not my intent here. But you've got people like uh, Brett Cummings. Brett Cummings, uh, if you don't know him, I, I want you to meet him because he reflects perseverance in the truest form. He's got a testimony that will, um, Brett, forgive me for saying this, but knock your socks off. Um, and you guys that know his testimony will understand the humor in that. Um, Knowledge. I went to a man this last week to gain knowledge from him because he's done this before. Marty Rowley <clears throat> is a reflection of knowledge like no other. He knows God's word. He knows how to portray it. He knows how to speak it um, in different translations. So it's like, whoa, I want to be like him. Um, so Marty Rowley is a resemblance of knowledge, uh, self-control, uh, Matt Bradley is probably, he, he and I go way, way back. We went to high school together. He's another one of your elders. Uh, he's very disciplined in what he does. He knows self-control like no other. Uh, he's an accountant too, uh, so you've got to be pretty disciplined to be an accountant. Uh, <clears throat> so you can see these characteristics in each one of those elders. And Mike uh, Minky, please forgive me for using a little bit of humor here. I didn't choose godliness for you because of your age. Um, I chose it because you reflect what it takes in order to bring a church from just 17, 18 people coming to what you see today. He's been very godly through that process, and he's one of your, your elders. Mutual affection, I would line that up with Trent Taylor. He plays the cello up here on Sunday mornings. He's one of our elders, and he just loves everybody. He is able to find something in common with everybody that he meets. So that's a great resemblance of mutual affection through God's scripture here. Um, and the last one is love uh, in this list. And love is probably uh, represented best from our elder team by Daryl Deloach. If you guys have ever sat right here beside him on a Sunday morning, um, he presents love in a way that is so compassionate. Uh, what he does, he's in the, the medical field, and I spoke with him last week of, I just can't tell him no. Somebody needs help, I just can't say no. I've got to jump in there and help. Um, and there's no better descriptor of love than that attitude, one that would lay down his life for his friends. And, and I would say that Daryl Deloach does that very well on the elder team. And there's one that's missing. So, because my mom told me so, I'm the goodness <laughs> um, in that elder team. And no, I feel like the goodness is the beginning of that. The goodness is um, connecting dots. Finding the things that people are good at and reminding that and then connecting it with someone else uh, to make a difference. Uh, this is, this is uh, coming to the end of the time I have with you this morning, and I can't help but acknowledge the young men sitting right here uh, in front of me that I uh, feel like God has a special plan for, for you. And the reason that you're here is there's a lot of dots on your page, and some of them you don't recognize. Um, and you're doing your best to kick those off of your page, and I want you to do that. 
I want you to trust God when you hear his voice. I want you to trust him in what he's doing. And that doesn't just go for these young men. You guys um, also here this morning may have heard something that, that registered, that touched the nerve, and you're like, eh, wow, what does he mean by that? Don't stop there. See, there's, <clears throat> there's a really interesting fact that we've been trained to believe that, uh, what do we call that, that thing between two points, two dots? Straight line. And we begin to think that that straight line is always the best path. So I, I asked one of my friends this week, what's the best way to get from the church at Bushland to Amarillo? Simply respond, responded, I-40, you know? I mean, jump on I-40, straight line. But I, I reminded him, I said, I didn't say the fastest, I said the best way. You know, what's the best way to get to Amarillo? Uh, for, for Chris, it might be, you know, going to look at all the new electric bikes on the way. You know, venture off the path a little bit. You know, for, for Kate, I know it would be going to Cabela's or Outdoor World, even if that meant going to Dallas to get to Amarillo. That's the best way to Amarillo, right? You know, so what I'm saying is, God's put dots on your page, and sometimes out of habit, we tend to take the shortest, fastest way, and God says, wait a second, you're missing all of these other blessings, all of these other dots that I've put out there that I want you to see before you get to Amarillo. But I'm in a hurry, God. You know, I'm supposed to be there at this time. I, I know, let me take care of that. You know, I did create the world you live in, why don't you let me have that and show you what I can do with it? Sometimes you just need to slow down and be quiet and get in that awkward 30 seconds and let God talk to you because he's put a whole lot of dots out there on your page that he wants to connect. So I told you at the beginning of this that I'll tell you a little bit about me, a little bit about you, and then we're gonna turn it over to God and let him speak what he wants to do with all of those dots on your page. So some of you may be at that place that you've got a blank page and you're waiting for somebody to start putting dots for you to start connecting. And if that's you, bring that page up here. Let God write all the dots that he has planned for you. See, the destination, the destination doesn't change. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, not just Savior, Lord and Savior, when you accept him as Lord and Savior, your destination, it's set. But the path to get there, that's up to you. I'll say that again. Your destination is set but the path to get there, guys, is completely up to you, to what you choose. That's the greatest gift God has ever given to anything he's created, and that is the gift of choice. And he honors that in everything that he puts on your page. Your destination doesn't change. You're going, once you accept him as Lord and Savior, heaven is sealed. You're getting there. But how you get there depends on every choice that you make from that 
point forward. See, so many times we call that, and I discussed this with Jeff this morning, so many times we call making a, a decision. You know, we get into life, and, oh, man, I've just got a set of time that I'm going to make a decision. You guys all have used this before. I know you have, and you've called it a deadline. I've got to meet the deadline. So God spoke to me this week and says, why are you guys calling that a deadline? Why don't you call that a lifeline? You make a decision, that's not the end, that's the beginning. Let me have that and show you what I can do. How many of you need to make a lifeline today? How many of you need to meet a lifeline today? Mm. You know, we give Satan too much credit. Oh, man, I've got these two voices in my head. God's one of them and Satan's the other. Let me let you in on a little secret. That's not Satan, that's you. That's you. Satan can't control your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, Satan can't control your thoughts. All Satan can do, all he has the power to do is ask you a question. And then you take over and all the thoughts begin to happen. That's all he did in the garden. He said, are you sure? Did God really say that? And then Justin takes over on that little question and starts to question everything that God has put in his life. And he gets away from those dots that his mama put on that page to tell him who he was. Some of you need to go back to that page and figure out what your name is again. And then there's uh, the third third group of people in this room are faced with making a decision for God or stay just like I am. Mm. Man, do we really want to stay like we are? Do we really want to stay like we are? Do we want to take that next step? You know, here's what's really cool about that, that little offering envelope that my mom gave me that had the little dots on it. I did that so many times and I can pull up a blank sheet of paper right now, and for some reason, I'm able to write my name without the dots. Because faith isn't having to. Faith is getting to. I get to write my name like I was taught from the very beginning by taking a step of faith. I don't have to have the dots anymore to do that. Quit expecting God to put a dot in front of you for you to see so you can go from one dot to the next and trust what he's taught you and just go for it. So, three people in this room, blank pages, some with a lot of scattered dots that just need a little bit of direction and those that know they don't have any dots in front of them but God's gonna take them there anyway. Um, If you would, stand with me and we'll close this out. Uh, What I'm gonna speak to, what God's gonna speak to right now is fear. Nick sang a a song earlier, the evidence is all around you. Why should I fear? The evidence is all around you. Take a look around this room and see people that are familiar to you that have touched your life in a way that you wanna say thank you. Thank you isn't staying in your seat and saying, ooh, I'm not sure if I wanna do that. Thank you is saying, yeah, you bet. Take me where you need me to go, God. Thank you is saying I've heard you all these years and I know I want to have a relationship with Jesus, but I'm just a little bit afraid. As I've been there, I've done that. Oh, it's so much better on this side. Take the step out. We've got 
uh, ministry teams that will be up here. Um, now I'm even going to take that a step further. I want to embolden the church to do this. Um, and Jeff, I apologize and ask for forgiveness first. Um, <clears throat> I think we get set that, oh, there's just only two people, two groups up here. So if, if they're talking to someone, that means I'm not supposed to go. Don't, don't give Satan credit for that. That's you. Don't talk yourself out of something that you know you should do today. Um, second thing in that is just because we call this a ministry team does not negate the fact that God can move you to walk across the room and place a hand on that person that God's moving your heart to say, I know you need to hear this. God spoke this to me, and he wants you to know that tomorrow is going to be just fine because he's got it right here. Don't let fear run this room. Scripture tells us that if we'll resist the devil, he must flee. Not that he might flee or that he can flee. He must flee. Resist the devil today to convince you, all right, to ask that question and get you to start rolling back. All right, I've, I've talked enough. I hope I've given my pregame speech. Now you get out there in that first quarter and win that game. You've heard what you needed to hear. Now take action. God, we come to you right now and we ask that you subside all fears that would hold us back from connecting the dots on our page to glorify you. Because in the end, that's what we want to do is we want to glorify you. We don't want to stand on the sidelines and watch someone else win. We've already won. We just got to participate and grow in the get to, not the have to. God, we love you and we want to honor you. I pray for that one soul today that's sitting in this room going, what do I do? Step out, talk to one of these people. Come find me. I'll gladly lead you to know my Lord and my Savior and share him with you because the impact that you're going to make from that decision is going to change the world. God, we love you. want to honor you in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.